All right, on this episode of I Had to Say It, it's uh, this is going to be the first of what's going to be inevitably several. Uh, this is going to be the political one, I guess. It's We're coming up on the real hardcore time of leading up to an election in the United States, and it's time to talk about it. It's it needs needs to be addressed things the system is broken we need to do something about it realistically right now in america a lot of people have a mindset of well it's a or b it's this or that it's red or blue if you stop and think about it if you look at any of the main stream sources of information be it television your social media feeds, anything you come across in this country today, 95% chance it's going to be red or blue. It's going to be Republican or Democrat. Realistically, this country was not founded on the ideas of a two-party system. It was never meant to be a two-party system. It was meant to be representative of the people. That's why we have things... If you look back in history, pick up a history book, crack one open. We had the Whigs, we had the Bull Moose Party, we we have the Green Party, we have the Libertarian Party. I, there are options out there. It's not red or blue. The problem is, that's what they keep telling us it is. And for some reason, we let them tell us that. And anybody that brings up a third party is, you know, instantly dismissed, instantly considered crazy. It's, oh, well, I can't vote for them. They might as well. You're throwing your vote away. You're only throwing your vote away because everybody thinks voting for somebody that's not A or B is throwing your vote away. There's a whole lot of options out there. There's a whole lot of ideas and views and beliefs that are not being represented accurately or factually or at all. And the problem is people keep going out with a mindset of, well... You got two mindsets, really. You've got the ones that say, well, I don't really see what the point is because nothing's going to change. And you got the ones that say, well, it can only change if my candidate wins. You're both wrong. Nothing's going to change because people think nothing can change. People, somehow we've allowed ourselves to be convinced that this is the way things are and this is the way things have to be. That's not the case. This country was founded on representation of the people for the people by the people you know it sounds old-fashioned and corny and kind of hokey and it kind of is and ultimately it's not how things work anymore and we've allowed it to get to this point we've allowed the problem started the minute we allowed the people that are supposed to be our representatives they're supposed to work for us the problem came to be because at some point it was decided that we exist as their support structure we are there to provide for them and that's not the way it's supposed to work people say this is it's it's you're either this or that or you're in favor of this or you're in favor of that these people that are the ones we're fighting over and we're arguing about and people are saying well i support this so i have to support this candidate But realistically, as long as you're only willing to look at one party or the other, 
you're really unlikely to find someone out there that actually fits what you're looking for. They may meet a couple of the criteria, but you're, none of us are ever really happy with any of these people. And why should we be? But at least I can say this, you know, on one side of the coin, at least the, the, the people that are, you know, staunchly looking at the Republican presidential candidate, they at least seem to be enthusiastic about it in a good way. Like, yeah, I like him because he's not... You know, he's not a career politician and he's about action, not, you know, playing the games. He's and to give him his dues, he's done a lot to cut through the red tape. He doesn't do things the right way. And there's a lot of disconnect there, I think. But he's doing stuff. I got to give him that. It's not always great stuff. But I mean, he's getting a lot more done than a lot of people have. And yeah, he's not very good at playing the political game. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I mean, I'm not going to sit around and extol the guy's virtues because I think his virtues are offset by his other issues. But the people that are supporting him, at least they have that where they can say, I like my candidate because. Unfortunately, we've come to the point where the majority of the people I know that are voting blue and they have the blue no matter who mindset the strongest thing any of them can say about their candidate is he's not the other guy. And then they proceed to, you know, point the finger and say everything that's wrong with the guy that's there now. And they're ignoring everything that's wrong with the guy they want to put in place. The closest thing I've gotten, I don't know a single Democratic supporter right now who is enthusiastic about their their presidential candidate. And barring for a moment that the president is not supposed to get to pick their vice president you're not supposed to get to pick a running mate that's not how the system works we've allowed it to become that i i don't understand why it's too much you know okay well we're now we're both in the same you know rowboat rowing in the same direction it doesn't the original concept is the person that lost the nomination so this the this the the first runner up in that party's you know, electoral process leading up to the actual campaign. So he became the vice president. That way, there was some balance. It was not two people that were working on the same team. It was people that would kind of keep each other in check. But that's, you know, at this point, that is a very minor issue in the grand scheme of things that have gone wrong in this country. And I really, I don't want to be one of those talking heads that's out here, you know, just constantly complaining about the government but with what's going on in this country right now it's going to come up it needs to be addressed and i need to get this off my chest the problem is people are so focused on the presidential party and the presidential election and we have these people who act like they're politically involved because once every two years, they go out and they get a sticker on their shirt that says, I voted. They take a selfie, they load it to their social media, and they're saying, oh, well, I'm involved in the process. No, you're part of the problem. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. You're either drinking the grape Kool-Aid or you're drinking the cherry, but you're drinking the damn Kool-Aid. And realistically, when you get people who say, well, you know, it's a two-party system, so you got to... 
right now, our society loves to reference how the Simpsons were, you know, predicting the future and all this stuff. The Simpsons said something, you know, I voted for Kodos. You know what? That is exactly my point. People sit there and say, well, you know, it's one or the other, and I got to vote for this one so that one don't get elected. No, you don't. And if we got enough people that realize, no, you don't, maybe we could get some candidates in there that aren't part of the machine that maybe actually want to do some change or maybe we could actually start you know using the fact that we are the ones that are supposed to be in control and start pushing through to get some referendums and some things in start them on the local ballot get them kicked up get them kicked to the next level over and over again start voting and showing these people that we're not going to allow them to keep doing this to us and the you know you get people out there complaining about special interests and complaining about oh well they're only in there for this that and the other and this lobbyist owns them and that lobbyist owns them yeah you know what the lobbyists owning them and having their candidacies bought by whatever companies and super PACs and big multi-million dollar contributors and contributions for this and contributions for that that is all extra that is not where the main problem lies and yes it's a problem Every single politician out there is for sale. I can't really think of too many that aren't. I mean, you know, maybe a couple on small on the smaller levels, but realistically, I've yet to see one on the national scale who I've been impressed with. I mean, honestly, the closest thing I can think out of out of any of the current candidates to somebody that I consider, you know, worthwhile would probably be Rand Paul, and that's about it. I mean, there's not a single one of these people I would let watch my dog for the weekend. I, I wouldn't trust them to either not kill the dog, sell the dog, or forget they were supposed to feed her. And that says a whole lot about the people we're putting in these positions of authority. And the problem lies in the fact that, as a general rule, when they stopped teaching, you know, they stopped teaching civics in school and started teaching, you know, social studies instead, it stopped being about the system and how it's supposed to work and started being about how we're supposed to feel about things. And that's all well and good until you realize when you're busy worrying about getting your feelings hurt, meanwhile, they're over there taking your money, not doing anything for your benefit for it. In the grand scheme of things, the taxpayers are the ones footing the bill. The government does not produce a single thing, not one thing. Government agencies do not sell. They do not earn. They regulate, they control, and they take. It's not a symbiotic relationship. What they provide does not nearly balance out what they cost, with the possible exception of the military-industrial complex, because, let's face it, they spend lots of money on that stuff. Lots and lots of our money. Because, again, they don't earn. They redistribute. And... When they're doing that, they make sure they get their grease out of every little piece. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Career politicians are the biggest problem. And, you know, you point the finger at the president 
at this point in the system is basically a combination mouthpiece and scapegoat. The people that are, you know, from his team, they point to him, and that's our leader, that's our boss. The president is the commander-in-chief. He is the one responsible with safeguarding America's affairs, domestic and foreign. When it comes to making the bills and passing the laws and the regulations that are affecting everyone's lives, when it comes to taking our money, the income we earned and put up and we earned, they take it. It's Congress. It's not the executive branch. It's the legislative branch. There's three branches in the government. If you really want to do something, go to the library. Pick up a book. It's probably going to be an old book because they're not putting a lot of new books out on this matter. Go look up how the government is supposed to work in this country, how it was intended to work. And then when you realize exactly how far off the rails things have gone, stop and think about it. Why are they that way? Things are this way because we've allowed the people that make the decisions to make decisions about their own well-being. Congress gives themselves a raise that is significantly more than most people. I mean, it's gotten to the point where the raises they give themselves outstrip what some of us make in a year. And really, what have they done? What have they accomplished? They stir the pot up. It's That's Congress. Congress is a bunch of people who have... You have candidates who have been in office longer than a lot of us have been alive. And they haven't done really anything for us. And yet somehow people seem to think that by keeping these jack wagons in office, things are going to magically get better. On the one side, you've got a candidate who has been a politician for 47 years, been the vice president of the White House, who's now making promises to fix all these problems if he gets elected. He didn't do dick about him as a congressman, didn't do dick about him as, a, as the vice president. You know, he was already in the Oval Office plenty, but I didn't see him having any real influence on anything. And, you know, there's going to be people out there that are going to, you know, start getting bent out of shape and start beating their chest and saying, well, you we can't have the orange man. He's bad, too. They're all bad. The people that are saying, well we're going to get civil rights and that's why we're voting blue the most restrictive and just horribly unbalanced laws in place right now were written by the idiot you're going to vote for and just going beyond my personal opinion of the guy that I really don't see him having any motivation to do anyone any good from a purely objective standpoint, based on every interview, every clip, and everything I've seen, the man is slipping. He is losing it. He is he is not in an age where people retain their cognitive function real well, and he is not fit to be the leader of the free world. Not that I'm saying the other guy is either. But, I mean, to be honest, I'll give him the fact that he's not a career politician. That was the whole thing that got him elected in the first place. I'm not one of these people. It's true. He's not. He's pompous, he's arrogant, he doesn't know what he's doing, he, he doesn't let that stop him, but, you know, and he does a lot of things the wrong way, but he's doing something, and realistically, my personal choice at this moment, and, you know, for what it's worth, look at the Libertarian Party candidates. 
Joe Jorgensen. She's a person who's young enough to still have healthy, functional years ahead of her, and she's well-educated and well-spoken. She has a doctorate. That was not just handed. It's not an honorary degree. She went out and earned it. And if you listen to the woman speak, she actually wants what a lot of people in this country want. She wants equality. She wants... She wants to make a change, and unfortunately, even if she got elected, which I think would be fantastic, it's not going to be enough because the president cannot make all these grand and sweeping changes. She can sign executive orders and pass statements, but as long as there is no congressional support, the change will not come. Congress has no incentive to do the things that they know we want because it will, in the long run, cost them their power. It will cost them their control. Treating people the right way is not how they got where they are. Sowing division and discord is what keeps these people in power. We're guilty, too. We sit back and we expect... We're all living in the definition of insanity. We are doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. The only way to get different results is for enough of us to do something different. And there is literally no reason why we shouldn't be able to do something different. In today's day and age, there is not one single reason why this should be allowed to continue. We have unprecedented levels of communication in this country at our disposal pretty much any time of the day. Instantaneous communication. This country was founded in a time where if you had to send a message to somebody to coordinate something, you sent a guy on a horse or you tied a strip of paper to a bird. They would, the founding fathers would have just died if they knew that we could pick up a phone, not even a, a little piece of plastic and glass. You don't even have to talk. You swipe your finger back and forth across the screen a few times. Some words show up. You hit send seconds later that is in someone else's hand conveying what you need to get into their into their knowledge base and yet somehow we keep letting them tear us apart we keep letting them divide us we keep letting them convince us that their selfish interests are somehow what's best for us Career politicians literally have no motivation to give a damn what happens to the people that elected to them. Once they've been elected on a national level, once they are set for life, they will continue to suckle at the American teat until they're dead. Or, you know, if they wind up in jail, but then we're still paying for them in a different manner. And I can say that living in Illinois where it's become a national punchline that, hey, our governors go to jail. It happens. I mean... And here's the thing. Yes, the political machine in Illinois, for a long time, it was corrupt. And you look, I mean, people would point to Chicago. And, and even back in the you know, early 90s, they were making jokes on TV about vote, vote early, vote often. It's Chicago. Here, take two ballots. But to be fair to all the corruption and all the backroom deals that were made under certain certain previously elected individuals, they got shit done and they got people taken care of in the town. And ultimately, that was supposed to be their job. Yeah, they took kickbacks for doing it. Yeah, they got bribes and there was corruption. But at the end of the day, things got done and the people got taken care of. 
yeah, they took a kickback. They cut some tax, you know, offered some tax breaks to get a business in, into the city that employed a thousand people. It, 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 it's a matter of balance, and the balance is completely gone. The politicians take the kickbacks. They take our money to make sure they are fed, they are taken care of, they are kept healthy, they are waited on, they have staff, they have protection, they have bodyguards. They want us disarmed. They want to maintain personal police forces to keep themselves safe. They want us to make sure they are treated better than we are. And for some reason, we're kicking along and going along with it. There's no reason to keep allowing this to go on. The political system here was devised with the intention of you went to you got elected, you went, you did your bid, you did your service, and then you went back to whatever it was you were doing before you got elected. If you were a farmer, you went, you did your time, you went back to your plantation, you went back to your tree farm, you went back to your maple syrup farm, whatever it was you were doing, you went back to it after your after your term in office was done. You didn't go run for re-election because you weren't there to have a good time. You weren't there to live off of other people's work. And maybe, maybe you know, back then we had more ethics and we had more morals and we had more work, you know, mindedness. They convinced us that by being at each other's throats and, you know, focusing on the things we don't agree on, we overlook all the things that pretty much everyone will agree on if they stop and look at them. We would all like you know, the things we worked for to belong to us. We allowed them to say, we know what's best for you. You let you elect us to do this job and we'll take care of things, but you're going to take care of us forever. Being a politician should not be a career. Being a politician is, that's why we call them public servants. They're supposed to serve us, not the other way around. And if you want evidence of that, look at Social Security. Social Security was started with the understanding it was not for them. They were not supposed to touch it. They're not supposed to borrow against it. It is money that is contributed by workers to ensure that they can retire someday. That was the idea behind it. How many times have the crooks holding the purse strings threatened Social Security? And personally, I'm all for privatizing retirement. But get your fingers out of my check. Let me decide where my money should be working so I can retire someday. As it is, we're being jacked. You don't even get an option. The money's gone. You never saw it. That was their money from the start. And then instead of you know holding it in good faith and being good stewards of the money they're supposed to be holding for people to retire on, they're pissing it away. They're funding themselves. They're using it for their own personal projects and their own personal piggy banks. And it's absolutely disgusting and and it's unacceptable, and we're allowing it. We need to get together. We need to get organized. We need to remind them who's in charge. This is a generation where everybody makes a joke about Karen wants to talk to the manager. This is the point where we need to remember we're the managers. We're not Karen. We're the managers. We need to put them on notice. They need to be reminded they can be fired. I mean, as it sits, they don't even care if they get reelected other than the ones that are really greedy for more kickbacks because they get their six-figure retirement income guaranteed for the rest of their lives. They get guaranteed health insurance for the rest of their lives. 
And if you're a retired senator, you don't go to, you know, the GP down the street unless you want to. You can go to the Mayo Clinic and have the best doctors in the country assess your boo-boos because you're not paying the bill. You don't have a deductible. There's no $75 copay for you to go get your, your uh, lab work done. It's, it needs to be addressed. And there'll be another one of these coming where I'll try and address it and give some suggestions about what I think we can do about this. I've already said it somewhat. We need to communicate. We need to talk. We need to get on the same page. This, is, this one's gotten a lot longer than I intended it to be, and uh, that's what I had to say.